uh, is it should it be a proactive one should it be a reactive one should it be a guy who is uh, supporting a lot with the feet uh, is it a guy who just like okay stays back and waits on a one-on-one -on -one? or is it the guy who should be sweeper keeper uh, you know this is uh, crucial questions so and if this is not communicated clearly and uh, also um, uh, worked out in training uh, then of course there these misunderstanding points can happen Hello and welcome back to the Gloves on Podcast. We're your hosts, Marcus Sandin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today is a very special episode because this marks episode 100 of the Gloves on Podcast. Alex and I love doing this, and we are so happy and fortunate that you guys still listen to our episode so we can keep doing this. Today, we wanted to make it a special episode, obviously because it's episode 100. So... For the first time on the Gloves on podcast, we have a multi-panel. We have more than one guest on the uh, on the podcast, and today we are joined by two former guests. First of all, Valdia Badi is back on the podcast, so welcome back, Valdia. Hello, guys. Uh, I think it's good afternoon, right, or good evening? I don't know. For me, it's good evening already. Nine thirty p.m. First of all, congratulations to reach this number. I think is you guys are helping a lot the goalkeeping community, giving uh, nice informations, nice point of views. Uh, I can hear a lot of guys, quality guys like Marco, about his thoughts, his ideas, his methodology, and uh, much other. Today, today I was running and I listened the the dutch coach talking about the academy his philosophy and everything so uh congratulations for what you guys are achieving and i hope it can be more hundred to come congratulations guys uh right now i'm in indonesia i changed a little bit i was in thailand and then when covid came i was in jordan since we talked last time in academy now in a in pro team again in Madura United. So for me, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, again, hopefully, yeah, we, we will strive to uh, make even a hundred episodes again, as you said. And uh, you mentioned it as well. Our second guest in this episode is Marco Knob from uh, San Pauli. So uh, welcome back, Marco. Thank you for having me here. So also, congrats uh, from my side uh, to reach this uh, awesome number. But it's well deserved uh, because uh, I don't think that you're running out of uh, visitors or uh, like audience because uh, I think uh, you are delivering a format which is really, really interesting. Uh, so actually, uh, while I'm driving in the car or something like this, it's quite a nice thing to uh, to listen to to the interesting guests that you already have there. So it's. Uh, it's very, very nice, uh, and I really like want to to say thank you to have me also here again. That's awesome, Alex and I really appreciate the kind words. And Valdi, you did it already a little introduction on what has happened since, because a lot has happened since. And uh, Marco, can you talk us through a little bit about last time you were on the podcast? You were in the Danish goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, you were a goalkeeper coach at the Danish club FC Nordsjælland, and now you are in Germany being a goalkeeper coach for uh, St. Pauli. So uh, 
how are things at the moment? Uh, things at the moment is uh, just closer at home, let's say. And <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a German guy, as you know, and uh, it's now just three three hours of travel time to see my family. So uh, that was actually the uh, the basic reason why I did the change. Otherwise, I would really love to uh, to keep on working there because it's a brilliant working environment at FC Norseland. It's very innovative and uh, you have brilliant colleagues uh, and with a big, big heart and a huge understanding of football. And I think uh, that I'm really blessed uh, that I could work uh, with these guys together. And uh, I'm a better coach, uh, I think, right now because uh, the um, the field of work and uh, the field of duty that uh, that they gave me was bigger uh, than in than in any other club I experienced before. So they gave me just more responsibility to push out out of my or to come out out of my comfort zone, and that uh, like it, I gained a lot of the, uh, out of it, you know. So, um, but now uh, actually at San Pauli, it was a it was a family decision, and um, now I'm happy to be a bit more close and uh, to see also my kids growing up a bit, you know. <laughs> I could imagine, and it's awesome to follow both of of your uh, goalkeeping coaching careers uh, on on the sideline as well. So, uh, first of all, here on, on on the podcast, since you are on the last time, we have uh, incorporated something called the fire questions. So uh, we will answer. Uh, sorry, we will ask, and you will answer four of our questions here on the podcast. So if Valdi just answer one question first, and then we go straight over to, to Marco, and then we'll do that four times. So if you're ready, we'll just uh, go straight ahead and, and, and ask your questions. Always ready, mate. There we go. <laughs> Love it. First of all, gloves on or gloves off? Gloves always on. Gloves off, because Ooh, I love. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get back to that. Favorite goalkeeper of all time. Whoa, all time. Come Big on, question. Is a... oh. okay. I I I have to give one right. Tafarel. Yeah, one more time. Tafarel. Okay. Marco. Campos. <laughs> Jorge Campos. Gotcha. Interesting one. Third question. Favorite goalkeeper you have coached? Well, I have coached one interesting guy in, in Thailand. Now he has been uh, called to Thai national team and uh, just got champion from Thailand Cup. Uh, his name is Kitpon Putel Shiek because I can tell you the reason nobody probably know about him, but <laughs> I can tell you the reason why. Because when we started, like uh, it was at the very beginning for him for him he was 23 years old doesn't have a much knowledge from the game and now to see he's playing a very good level being college to Thai national team who is always improving themselves right there is is, is something what make me proud of the job is is where you can see the job uh, is done in the in the right way love it and and marco alex schlager uh, who is now uh, playing for Las Linz in, in Austria. Uh, I had uh, the joy to to work with him together uh, at the Red Bull Academy in, um, in Leipzig. And uh, it's just uh, the first time that I saw a guy so committed to get professional. And uh, actually, this guy is now uh, number, number two in the Austrian national team. 
and wow. uh, was yeah so he's a he's a brilliant guy uh, from the human perspective character wise and uh, also as a goalkeeper uh, he's a i really love this guy so this is my fa all-time favorite <laughs> love it and last question most important aspect within goalkeeping I, I i hear this question today and i must say the mental quality must be the 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 principle of the goalkeeping okay and marco to me the connection with the team interesting uh, that's the first time we have i think it's two new uh, answers to be honest usually we get either, either decision making or or the mentality aspect um so i actually think we will elaborate a little bit about the five questions today because the main idea with this celebration of episode 100 of the gloves on podcast is today we're going to talk about differences in goalkeeping around the world and that's why we brought uh, two goalkeeper coaches from different parts of of the world in to to talk about goalkeeping today uh, the main idea was really to have marco representing uh, europe and um, having Valdia representing both south america being brazilian and also asia having coached that many years in Asia as well. And then Alex and I um, will take the US side of, of this um, episode, because obviously, as we have talked about before, that Alex used to play in college in the States, and I'm right now down in, in Florida. So uh, we have obviously experienced the, the American way of, of goalkeeping. But uh, if we go back to the first fire question, uh, Valdi and Marco, um, Valdi, you said always gloves on, and uh, Marco, you said gloves off. And we're obviously talking within goalkeeper training, being goalkeeper coaches. And if I have to 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 answer this question as well, when I used to coach uh, younger kids up in Michigan before I moved down to Florida, I would always coach with the gloves off as well. Um, obviously, this comes down to personal preferences, but uh, Valdi, first of all, do you just love having your your gloves on? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the HO, the brand, what I use, they have the, the 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 things to put the hole to put your watch. So I think to especially here the part of the world where I am, when the goalies see you like a look more like them as much as possible, you make them more comfortable so this is also a signal listen i'm like you like uh, if you if you are a little bit like just wear the gloves and show them listen we are together i think it's let it is is the thing where it, what you can create that connection so i know sometimes i don't use it but because it's too hot but most of the time i try to use it and uh, it's also helpful especially in the rainy days like yesterday in the game was raining so i like to use and trying to be with my gloves on always when i can awesome and uh marco you prefer having the gloves off while being a goalkeeper coach correct and be because it's just a pragmatic question because uh i actually want to give the uh the opposition so my my goalkeepers in that moment i want to give them the picture of a striker so uh, because uh, when I shoot on them, 
and uh, it's not out of my hands. I don't play volleys, for example. Uh, so not at all. They can do it one to each other, yes. But when I'm on the ball, I give them the picture of, of a field player. And I want to uh, to have the ball on the ground, so I don't have them in their hands. So that's the reason why uh, why I don't need gloves. It's just a pragmatic thing. And and, and talking about volleys, I actually think that's a, a big part within goalkeeping that has developed the most as well. Because I remember growing up as a goalkeeper, let's say 10 years ago, we would start every single session having 100 volleys to the hand. And previous guests on, on this podcast as well said that they don't even do volleys anymore. No. Um, how is your perspective on, on, on volleys? Uh, so like a, what, a, me, me or Marco? <laughs> All of you, because uh, we're just trying uh, to get uh, like uh, a perspective on if there is like you know uh, differences okay, okay. around the world. So I agree with the idea with Marco is saying like uh, today, even not shooting the ball, stop it, always rolling the ball before, I always give like more realistic to the training sessions as well. But uh, I always say one thing to understand the contest. You know, like uh, when once your goalkeeper are comfortable they 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 start to to give a better answers and for here i i like the the way how the guys do in europe even being brazilian uh, i don't i think i don't need to explain you brazilians are more technical coaches like a focus more on techniques but i'm upside i'm, I'm aside a little bit of that school i try to understand how the world uh, the world are are coaching goalkeepers but i also have to understand the contest where i'm in so for the goalkeepers if i make them comfortable before i start a training and give some volleys to them because they are professionals we are not in academy anymore okay i will do it just to let it flow but after that we can start to give more game related like situations where they're gonna face and uh, the other skills but again just to give like uh, this comfortable thing to them to to let them feel the ball a little bit to training to feel the gloves on understand so i i i follow more this way actually uh my my question to the uh, my answer uh, to that question would be um i had once uh, a talk uh, when we when i was working in um uh in red bull and uh, we had Every half a year, we had a meeting of uh, of all the goalkeeper coaches, and we had also a special guest uh, invited. Okay, Hans Leitert always like organized something like this, and uh, there was once uh, Xavi Valero. He was there. He was always like uh, in the staff of Rafa Benitez, and uh, he, he was also uh, showing us a demo session, let's say. And uh, immediately from the start, he was shooting all in, like boom! It was immediately like fireworks at the beginning, you know, and he didn't let the boy come into the session he was just like focused straight away so because it could be the very first minute uh, that that you have to to do something great you know in the, in the game so and th that gave me something uh, to think over the question is really uh, when you reach a certain uh, level of expertise uh, when when you went through academy and so on and you had millions of shots in the hands and so on and you feel comfortable all the time not all the time but you know what i mean so uh, you had many comfortable repetitions uh, all your life all your life and you reach now top level for example and 
I think then you also need uh, to offer a next level of uh, of training environment which can be more stressful to push their limits again a bit so and this can be that you at least have one or twice once or twice in the week that you say okay now straight away we go like do it all in you know so be sharp from the very first action that you have you don't have time to come into the uh, to come into the training so uh, be sharp as fast as possible Yeah, it makes sense uh, to try that out and really to to get uh, challenged because, as I think you said, Valdir, that if if you get too comfortable, then it's just yeah. It, when when you're in the scenario in a game and you're too comfortable, then maybe you make you think the save is easy, and yeah, people say there's easy saves, but it's also sometimes the easy saves that are the hardest, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, so 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 talking about we said um, the most important aspect within goalkeeping. Valdir, why did you answer as you did? The mentality yeah. is like, a, I think every come, everything becomes from your mental side. Uh, I can give you an example where I am with now, like with the goalies I'm working with. I, I try to tell them like, because they are new. Example, yesterday we played for a crowd like 30,000 people in the stadium. If you have emotions, like the emotions can kill you. So the idea is to have the, the, a good mentality, a strong mentality to control your emotions, to don't let any emotions kill your game. So if you have a good mentality, if you are focused on what you have to do, wherever you have to do, you are more ready than the others. So for goalkeeper, we know how hard it is to be in the game where the ball never came. And in 91 minutes, some ball with somebody got a shot and you're not ready. You guys know what I'm talking about because you guys are goalies, right? So the mental side to to be ready for what is unpredictable. So it's always connected with the, the, the whole thing, the whole scenario. That's why I put, first of all, mentality. Yeah, uh, this is a actually it's it's a great it's a great point. Of course, uh, the mindset uh, mentality is so it's a huge factor. I completely agree on that. Uh, when when I imagine a guy maybe uh, educated in uh, in the landscape of uh, Hoffenheim or something like this, you know, it's like a very rural area and uh, not many people and so on. But then he uh, he he gets uh, like. Uh, they they do a transfer to Fenerbahce or to Besiktas, you know, and he has to perform in the stadium uh, where like actually fireworks is coming or Bengalo fire is like lighted up and somebody is throwing something at you or he has also to, yeah, to be focused on that uh, and that environment. So, yeah, it can influence your, your performance as well. But uh, my, my answer on your question was, uh, to my mind, um, the connection uh, with the team uh, is is to my mind a huge point i don't know if it's most important but i think it's a, it's a huge point uh because i refuse uh to see the goalkeeping uh the, the goalkeeping part let's say uh, as a separate discipline so i just want to see it how much can a goalkeeper give the team and um you have you have so many different approaches uh, to to educate the goalkeeper and so on. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like how much can he help the team 
by what he's doing. So, and is he a suitable part for the style of play, for the game philosophy of the coach? Uh, for um, yeah, I think the style of play is the keyword. Uh, so, are you fitting the style of play? Then I think you have the biggest impact on uh, on to help your team in in uh, crucial situations. Of course, then on top there comes the mentality. If you're coping with the, with the environment and so on, I completely agree. But uh, if you're not understanding what is demanded because of the style of play, because every style of play has weaknesses, and this weakness uh, has to be fixed by your uh, expertise as a goalkeeper. So then you are most efficient. You know, the questions that pop up because of the style of play. So this must be, you must be ready to have the answer on that, on that problem as a goalkeeper. Then you're efficient. Yeah, I, I highly agree. And, and I think why well, I really like this answer, first of all, obviously, it's been different. Um, as I mentioned before, that we have previous guests on this uh, season four of the podcast. The main answers on the most important aspect within goalkeeping is mentality and, and decision making. But talking further on 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 your um, aspect here, Marco, connection with the team, I think a, a big part of it as well is um, trust within within a team. Because when you see a um, well built defense, you would have like obviously the back line and the goalkeeper, right? And What's very important for the backline is to trust the goalkeeper and the opposite way around for the goalkeeper to trust the backline. And what I really have experienced is that, let's say, for example, the first choice goalkeeper halfway through the season gets injured. Then the next game, obviously, the second choice has to step in. And you see a completely different chemistry within not only the backline and the goalkeeper, but just the backline in general, because in the back of their mind, they think, oh, there is a new goalkeeper behind us. He hasn't played in a while. He's doing things differently than our first choice. All these small parts within the mentality aspect, as well as, as, as you mentioned, as the most important value, comes down to really about trust as well. So I really think that's that's the main part as well, about really having this connection with the with the team is is a huge factor as well and yeah i was completely agree on that completely agree on that because uh, right now we have uh, in my club we have exactly this scenario uh, that the first uh, choice keeper was uh, was injured uh, just three days or four days before before the season started so uh, the guy who was uh, the reserve before uh, he played on goal and um he was, uh, to be honest, it didn't look so safe, let's say. It was all right, but it was not so safe. Uh, and the problem that I saw, to be honest, was more like, uh, I think he wanted to prove that he is playing not just because the other is injured. You know, he's, he's playing because he's good. So he wanted actually uh, to prove everybody from the external world you know uh, that that he's uh yeah that he's that he's there uh, yeah justified you know so uh actually he's a really good keeper no problem but uh actually he wanted to so uh, to save the world <laughs> you know it seemed so there were a couple of um like uh 
let's say bad not bad chemistry uh, you know what i mean like uh, there were a couple of balls like in between so the go uh, the uh, the defender could have taken it the goalkeeper could have taken it so it, it looked a bit like not so so much uh, org organized yeah, miscommunication yeah. something like this and we have actually a huge crowd so you cannot hear when somebody's shouting and so on so it looked not uh, not so aligned let's say so so this is uh, something uh, and we are then back again on my uh, on my answer from the from the previous question um that uh, the connection with the team must be must be great so there must be working uh, there must be worked out principles with the staff with the coaches staff uh how do you want the goalkeeper uh, what what kind of goalkeeper do you want in the uh, to have to have uh, behind your back line so uh, is it should it be a proactive one should it be a reactive one should it be a guy who is uh, supporting a lot with the feet uh, is it a guy who just like okay stays back and waits on the one on one or is it the guy who should be sweeper keeper uh, you know this is uh, crucial questions so and if this is not communicated clearly and uh, also um uh, worked out in training uh, then of course there these misunderstanding points can happen more easy i completely agree exactly. with yeah. you marco especially because uh, and and then i put my answer on your answer together because if you have a very good uh, a, a good goalkeeper in the mental side where you're back we are to look backwards and see a very good goalkeeper, a good presence, a strong mentality. You show how confident you are. Otherwise, you look some, you look backwards, and you see one guy who doesn't give too much, yeah, shaking. And then you start to make everyone shaking. So everything starts with the goalkeepers, right? So to build this connection, I think is also important the mentality, the presence of goalkeeper to be a, a guy who has no doubts when he take the decisions and i think is everything not apart but together i think uh, the the question the your question and my question like uh, is connected to the same point right to find the best thing for the goalkeeper to fit for the right system to play a game right yeah that's right i think yes mm -hmm. it was a good roundup <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly it all goes hand in hand and Again, with the, the implementation of these fire questions, uh, they end up taking most of our time here on, on season four. So uh, before we um, we round up as well, uh, the main part of, of the episode, we want to quickly, I know it's, it's a very big topic, but uh, talking about the differences around the world in, in, in goalkeeping. So if you start Valvia and then we can go back to to Marco afterwards what would you Valvia say is like the main idea within goalkeeping or let's say philosophy if we talk Brazil and then obviously afterwards Asia as well uh well, what I can say from there I know it's a big question what I have like uh as a Brazilian in Brazil is everything about technique everything about technique how you catch the ball how you position your body behind a ball, even in small details. In our perspective, what is a good technique? This is also a, something to, to be said. And uh, coming here to Southeast Asia, the, the biggest point is like, they, they, are, they are very poor from, from uh, how to coaching the goalkeepers. They are, they, the football here is just starting, you know, I mean, 
professional way there is still a lot of uh, control c control v without understanding what the goalkeeper needs without understanding what the team needs from the goalkeeper so i think from here from this part of the world uh, in southeast uh, asia this is the biggest point to understand the game so in brazil they are more focused on technical in this part where i'm with they training they still training without contest of the game right and what i can say is like uh, i think that's why i'm here that's why here is still a lot of uh, job to do it because uh, the idea is give the knowledge for the games for the goalkeepers to make them understand more to take more wise decisions during the game so this is my point of view of these two sides where i where i have been the past uh, years yeah so uh now from my uh, standpoint here in my observations in in europe um i can say that uh, that you can basically divide uh actually the nowadays development of of the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper trainings like you can categorize it in in more classical and you can categorize it in in sort of let's say we call it the modern way let's say uh, uh the classical way there's still i think a huge a huge number uh in terms of percentage uh that is like the goalkeepers that are trained the classical way that means like it's a goalkeeper conditioning more or less uh it's quite many jumps and uh like the big physical uh, strength part and so on is is, is uh, written in in bold letters in in this uh style of um of developing a keeper um actually now put it into brackets it's it's without evaluating which is right which is wrong and so on it's not about uh this is the way it should be but it's in my observation just uh, that these two types of, of training methods are uh predominantly used in uh, among europe uh and m the guys who are like more now coming from the uh let's say uh, the younger goalkeeper coaches generation they are uh, have a bit like educated educated uh, background sometimes they are coming out from from sports science university and so on and uh, they are uh they have also uh, the license in, in in complete team football coaching for example uh they were participating in that and uh they are seeing it more in a holistic way uh or it, it's getting started to to get like this it's not it's it's still a minority uh, it's still a minority but it's getting more and more uh, into these um more like team related issues and also team related and situation related uh scenario based goalkeeper trainings so this is more like in an open an open uh structure let's say the the format of the training the setup of the training is more in an open structure um which is then uh having a soft having a soft uh transition towards the team issues then you know when when you when you do your training in a, in a goalkeeper environment the goal, goalkeeper group uh it's softer the transition uh when when you give them to the team because actually you you give related topics to that what the team is then giving them in the uh in the team part where where they're integrated then you know so it's not just like okay uh you are now jumping over hurdles 
but in the team part you don't have hurdles you know to jump over so uh, it's then uh, connected uh, like having build up patterns having uh, uh, having defensive structure stuff and so on so you try to uh, to give them more scenarios uh, which are upon to come in a similar way with the team so you prepare them for the team training as well and this is in a bigger picture scene of course in connection to what the opponent will give you maybe uh, as a picture on the weekend you know when you play the game so it's not just uh, like having this physical and and technical part so it's more tactically based in connection with the team issues so i think this is the now that where the trend is going and uh, i really like it uh, more this way to be honest without saying that the other one is not uh, successful or something like this no i would not not dare to, to say because there are a huge number of examples that are brilliant goalkeepers uh, just being trained that way uh, also in the classical way let's say so it, it can there's no right or wrong but i think for me it's uh for myself it I, i'm more authentic on the pitch if i can train it like uh the more connected way to the team so super interesting there marco and and also, like you, you told us a little bit about the history of where goalkeeper coaching is going, which is what I think, uh, like you, I think the tactical way is better. Of course, if you have an individual session with one goalkeeper, it's tough to do that. But um, but with the team session, it sounds really ideal. And that's also something that I experienced uh, in, when I was in America one time um, in college. Yeah, but, uh, where, may I yeah. interrupt you uh, yeah, in, in that point? Because uh, I think it's just a matter of uh, of how you think of it. So, for example, now I, my, as I told you, the uh, the main goalkeeper that we had, uh, so number one, he's injured. He has a hand injury. So, what I what am I doing? I'm doing uh, like feet play, of course, uh, with him mm -hmm. now. So, and it's uh, often isolated that I do it with him. But, uh, for example, you use mini goals in a setup, but you put them in the way that your, the defense would be staying. For example, so. Uh, you give them back pass you run on him for example and then uh, he has to shout which player he will use and utilize uh, as a target player let's say adam is uh, or, or yakov they are the center back so he has to call the names you know mm -hmm. that he wants to play with them or something else. so you can always like even in an individual session you can uh, have a direct relation to uh, like to the team issues you know so that he sees a scenario that is related to the team Yes, makes sense. A great, great example there to to say how you could do it in an individual session. Um, but but since um, usually you know you, we we always talk about gloves on and and what are your favorite gloves and why. But this time we already have heard your answer. If you haven't heard the answer, go back and listen to the episodes with Marco Knob and Valdir Badi. Uh, so we have a new question. Um, favorite style of goalkeeping, and let's start with Marco this time because your answer was. Uh, Jorge Campos and that was um, very atypical German goalkeeper I would say and he's not German I know but the style is <laughs> very not not German so so please elaborate yeah of course uh, Jorge Campos is a legend uh, he should have a not just a gold card in the, in the FIFA he should have like I don't know a purple something like this you know he's he's, uh, he's a legend uh, so the Mexican guy uh, he was uh, outstanding not just uh, in terms of his uh, his brilliant jerseys that he tailored his own <laughs> it was so uh, so nice uh, with the with the crazy colors but he was also 
he was a phenomenon to my mind because he was uh, in a, with the body height of uh, I think like 170 and a bit. You know, uh, he was playing uh, like World Cup and so on. So it's it's so crazy, and he performed very well, uh, and he was so uh, connected to the team. And uh, you know, this is actually what I really loved. He's so comfortable with the feet, like a field player. He could add something in the building up. Uh, you could, uh, if you have a ball possession uh, team, uh, a guy like him, he gives you so much. And uh, I think I, I like this mindset to help the team in, in every way. So and not, not just like uh, preventing goals, it's also like about the building up because you can build up a strong dominance in a game uh, via your support uh, in the building up, for example. And uh, because you're always the, the, the emergency exit player for, uh, yeah, to solve a difficult uh, uh, build up situation. So uh, if you're available, uh, so uh, then, then of course the, uh, the opposition has, has to cover a lot more meters and get more exhausted and gets more like, uh, frustrated and so on and uh, i think this is why i love the style of Jorge campos and he was a crazy athlete as well he could jump like a i don't know like a kangaroo you know it was, it was so crazy to see and uh, i really liked also his uh, his mindset the mentality he was uh, he was like a warrior on goal uh, mm. he, he was a full package without the height but the yeah. real height of a keeper <laughs> cannot be measured in, in uh, cannot be measured in centimeters or meters you know of course uh, agree. He, agree. He Maldia. was a giant. He was a yeah. giant with one meter seventy offside. Yeah, gi <laughs> gi gi true. giant, giant mindset and, and heart for and love for the game for sure. Valdia, go ahead. Uh, well, I like uh, Tafarel because uh, I grew up uh, watching him playing World Cups as well and playing in clubs like Parma. He was the first Brazilian to play abroad one once. One of the first goals is to play abroad. Uh, his sense of position are very good. That's why in Brazil we always said Tafarel never make dirt his uniforms because he never dives. <laughs> he's always clean because, and if you see, as Jorge Campos, he's not uh, a very tall guy. 181, I guess, centimeters. So his sense of position was great and uh, to talk about the the type of goalkeeper what i like most i think i read now the 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 past year the the report from the euro and the report of the the euro cup they said like uh, we always talk about the 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 proactive goalkeeper and the the reactive goalkeeper what is happening now is like how the goalkeepers taking decisions. Example, if you are a, a reactive uh, goalkeeping, and sometimes you have to take uh, some decisions, a proactive decision. Even in this report, they gave uh, they gave us a, a, a mention. They mentioned about one situation with Manuel Neuer in the Euro Cup, where because of his way to play, a very proactive, a very high up, he sweep up the ball. And then I think Hungary get the rebound and he score a goal in German. In the same situation, if he step back five meters, he open a pass line and he can play the ball. So the idea is 
to take the right decision, I think is not about to be proactive or reactive. So the, the most important thing right now in this moment is like to take the wise decision for the right moment, to take a success in, the, in this moment. So I think uh, it's more to, be, to build the intelligent goalkeepers, to read well the game, to take more wise decisions. So I, I, I don't will pick up uh, a proactive or reactive goalkeepers. I, I will take uh, the hybrid, let me say, the ones who can fit in both styles, the one who can take the right yep. decisions at the right time. If they ask, if the game asks him to be a proactive to sweep up, he, he should be ready to sweep up. But if the, the, the situation are asking him to step back and weigh the situation to protect the goal, he should step back and protect the goal. So this is my, my, my question. Yeah. Love it. Love it, guys. And uh, again, we, we love doing this. We love talking goalkeeping. And again, we are coming to the end of our celebration episode here of the 100th episode of the Gloves On podcast. And again, hopefully 100 more to come. So uh, once again, Laudia and Marco, thank you so much for uh, jumping on again. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see more of, uh, of the two of you here on, on the podcast in the future. So uh, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Well, guys, uh, I must uh, say thank to you guys because always when we sit together to discuss about goalkeeping and make these reflections, uh, I think it's good for me. So I must say thank you to you to be in the same room with you, Marcos, Alex, and Marco. Marco, oh, German, I always say German. I have been once, I think four years ago, I have been in Hoffenheim with michael so i'm great fun i'm big fan of uh germany goalkeeping school so it's a, a pleasure it's totally totally mine and i hope you guys can play more 100 podcasts thank you thank you for all guys and i also have to uh, admit that was the the best 40 minutes of the day up to now <laughs> so i can get hardly get better so uh thanks for 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 that it was a nice conversation and to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast.